your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carson James Podcast. We will just dive right in here. This is a question from Sandy, and uh, this is actually kind of a common question, so it's good that uh, it's good that she's asking it for us all. It says, "Hey Carson, my horse. Uh, when I when I'm walking my horse, he always wants to drift left and right, and he feels wobbly, almost like he is drunk or something. Is there anything that can be done to help straighten this out?" No pun intended. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so yes, there are a lot of different things that can be done, and they're really not even like really big dramatic things. They're just things where it's more like once you become aware of it, you start to work on it a little bit, and then before you know it, you're subconsciously riding in such a way that will make a crooked horse straight, and you don't really even realize you're doing any specific exercises to make that horse straight. So first of all, let's just talk for just a couple minutes. Now you could go really deep into this, like dressage level collection and all, and we might touch on that a little bit, but one thing let's just hit on real briefly here is impulsion, or in other words, a horse being forward and, you know, kind of the same thing, but it's also a frame of mind. So Like one of the first things you need to do when you get on a horse is kind of just get him walking with some intent and some purpose, because what it does for their minds is it helps him kind of get those ears perked forward and look out in the, in the distance and he will see to, you know, he will say, okay, I'm pointed out there. That's where I'm headed. Now I'm going to get there. Now that doesn't mean he goes there fast. Now, granted, you do want your horse walking with some impulsion and some life and, you know, some, some healthy energy. You don't want him just, you know, where he's falling asleep on you because that will basically make him lazy in his mind and lazy in his feet. And all of this pertains to uh, forwardness and impulsion and uh, fixing the original question. Okay, so if you, and you guys can even do this probably as an exercise yourself, but what you do is is just kind of be standing out in your yard, your living room or whatever, and just kind of get like a really slouchy posture and really don't think about anything, kind of let your eyes get a little heavy, And without really, you know, without really trying, just kind of start to mope forward. And what you'll find is when you are moving real slouchy and kind of half dead and walking real slow, you also mentally feel kind of just pluggish. But then if you will pick up your head and kind of fixate on some object off in the distance, other side of the room, the other side of the yard, or whatever, and then get your arms swinging, move your bo- move your whole body, you know, just come to life and walk with intent. 
you'll notice it also makes you feel kind of like, okay, I'm going somewhere, I'm getting this done, I'm happy to be here, let's do this thing. So you'll also notice the more forward you get, it's a lot easier to walk a straight line. And if you get kind of slouchy and mentally in the kind of mind frame of, well, I don't really have a care in the world, I'll just mosey, you might find that it's a little easier to wobble and stray and uh, stray off course. So one of the best things you can do to help fix a wobbly horse is to, you know, get him in the habit of walking with some impulsion and some life and some speed and some alertness. Now, the second thing you can do is good rain management. We've talked about this in some of our previous podcasts, but Good rain management, basically, for this situation, it's having your hands forward, wide, and low with about one inch, maybe two inches of slack, one rein in each hand. That way, if your horse starts to kind of tip his nose to the left and go to the left, he will just kind of immediately run into the right rein and, excuse me, and vice versa. So... When you kind of fixate your hands, you know, forward, wide, and low, it kind of lets your horse feel that there's kind of a box to his to, around him. Or uh, it's also been worded as a triangle to where his nose is up in the triangle and then, you know, his back end and his ribs and all is, as you go back, the triangle gets wider. Uh, looking at it from a straight down top view, you draw a triangle around your horse. Okay, well... This is what they mean when they say, yeah, you want your horse to be right in between your hands and right in between your legs. He kind of gets a sense of when your body is in neutral, meaning you're not pulling with the left rein and kicking with the right or pulling with the right, kicking with the left, vice versa, you know, any of that. And he says, oh, okay, they are in neutral, so I need to be standing up straight and square and balanced and traveling a straight path, like an arrow leaving a bow, straight as an arrow. So a lot of the way you ride is going to help get him standing up and straightened out. One time they asked uh, the, uh, who was it? Let's see, it was some really old-time dressage master. It might have been uh, Francis Bosher, maybe, if I'm even pronouncing that right. They asked him to perform his most difficult maneuver. So... When the crowd was there and it was going to be what they thought was going to be a grand spectacle, what he did was he walked his horse in a straight line from one end of the arena to the other. Now, we can dive in just a little bit here. In dressage, straight does not mean a straight line. A horse can be in a circle and technically he can be straight. So straightness actually means evenness. Meaning every, like, we'll just start at the the pole. Like, his head is perfectly lined up with his neck. Uh, He is evenly loaded on all four feet. Meaning 25% of his body weight is on each foot. Now, normally, every horse that is born, except for, uh, I think it's Morgans and Andalusians, every other breed except those are born with an additional, let's say, 15% of weight on their front feet. So technically, every horse is front-endy. And the goal of any type of training, whether they even realize it or not, 
is to do the best job they can in teaching that horse to take that additional, uh, let's say, 15% of weight that is naturally carried on the front end and then shifting his weight rearward and while keeping his weight rearward a little bit so he's evenly loaded on all four feet, he is then able to travel straight. Now, every horse will kind of achieve this when they're stopping, you know, if they've got a half-decent stop on them. Every horse will achieve this when they're backing, as long as they're not pushing themselves back with their front feet instead of doing it uh, properly, which is pulling themselves back with their hind feet. And we could even go into there of, uh, hey, my horse back's crooked. Well, have you ever tried to push a chain? It doesn't work. You have to pull a chain uh, for it to work. Well, a horse is the same way. If you get them where they're pulling themselves back with their hind feet, well, then that will really help with a crooked back. Anyways, uh, so we've actually been talking about collection, right? So collection is not when a horse tucks in his chin, raises his head, arches his neck, raises his withers, and uh, random fun fact, a horse's withers is actually suspended by tendons, and it's actually like literally suspended by a bunch of tendons uh, in between his shoulder blades. So a horse physically can contract those tendons and suck his wither blades up higher in between his shoulder blades. So if you ever hear somebody say, yeah, try to get him to raise his withers. They physically can do that. Uh, their front end is suspended from tendons. Okay, so moving a little further back, um, col- another thing collection is not is when the horse rounds his back. All of these things, you notice we started at the front and we're working back towards the hind end. Now, let's talk about what collection actually is. Collection is when the horse has shifted that weight rearward back to his hind feet so he's evenly loaded on all four feet now he's at a point of equilibrium so now when he travels forward because he's at equilibrium he is able to at any point in time just as easily move sideways as he does forward just as easily move backwards as he does forward etc 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 uh if you want to see a really good example of ultimate collection go on youtube and uh, search for canter pirouette. All right. So, uh, another result of collection is the horse in order to do this, the even loading of the feet, the horse will have to step. And this is the one everybody's probably heard. The horse will have to step his hind feet a little further forward up under his body to, get underneath the mass of his body weight. And because he's doing that, now let's start at the back and go up to his, towards his pole. Because he's doing that, his hind end will sink a little bit. And he will, in order for that to happen, his hocks will bend a little bit more. And then, because his hind feet are reaching further under, his back will lift and his withers will lift. Now, the back rounding and the withers lifting is what allows him to step further underneath his body with his hind feet. Uh, Another way to think of it 
is think of a speedboat to where when you hit the gas on a speedboat, the forward drive from the back end meeting the resistance of the water, which is the contact on the reins, okay? Well, both of those things combined cause the front of the speedboat to raise. And the more power you put in the back end, the more the speedboat will raise. What's cool, though, is because it's a horse and he has four legs and you have contact on the bit, it's like being able to control the amount of current so now let's imagine a speedboat a speedboat that is going 50 miles an hour in a uh upriver current so that's going I don't know 48 mile an hour. So the speedboat is giving a whole lot of power but because of the current being 45 mile an hour uh and remember we're going upstream well now that back end is really down and there's a lot of power back in that, you know, you're at full throttle and that nose, the front of the boat is really, really, really lifted. But check this out. If you look over at the shore, you're not going real fast. You're only going like five mile an hour. So that is kind of what happens during collection. Now, all of this to say this, true straightness uh we even do an exercise at clinics true straightness a lot of that has to do with a horse being strengthened evenly throughout his body you know a one-sided horse let's say a horse is uh uh hollow on his uh hollow on his right well what that means is is basically he's a little weaker on the right side of his body his right rear leg is a little weaker than his right and then his left rear leg so therefore, when he tries to go in a straight line, well, he's going to naturally evade, meaning he's going to naturally kind of carry his hips a little bit to the left of his front end because the right hind leg is stronger. He's going to want to carry more of his weight on that right hind leg, which is just going to make the right hind leg stronger and stronger. Therefore, the left hind leg doesn't get an opportunity to be used and get strengthened uh so he's going to get more and more crooked until we catch on to that and begin to do straightening exercises and if we're talking dressage that would be uh like haunches in shoulder in the uh the dressage exercises uh what's interesting about all of the lateral movements in dressage they are all designed to increase the horse's suppleness and strength in the right areas so now he's uh, got the same amount of strength, you know, on both sides of his body. So he's able to use both hind legs equally as far as load distribution. Therefore, he is able to keep 25% of his weight on each of the four feet. Therefore, he is straight, aka evenly loaded. So earlier when we said he can be on a circle and still be straight, a horse can be loping a right-hand circle but be evenly loaded where he still has 25% on each foot. So that's kind of a general sort of technical, but, you know, without um, getting real weird about it, uh, example or discussion on the whole deeper part of collection, suppleness, contact, even loading, straightness in the body. A uh, quick example, I... Um, my right leg is stronger than my left leg, 
So anytime I kneel down to one knee, I always catch myself kneeling on my left knee. That way my right leg is going to be the one that picks me back up. A lot of people will get in these habits just like horses will. When I put on a jacket, generally I put my left arm in first and just becoming aware of that, you can start to do the opposite. So you kind of balance yourself out. So that would be, uh, you know, that's why it's important. If you lope 10 circles to the left, you need to lope 10 circles to the right. So you keep your horse even physically and mentally, of course. So, uh, long story short, be sure to kind of get him driving with his hind feet and basically get him to walk kind of fast and have your hands forward, wide and low and do like we do at clinics spend some time where you actually practice trying to keep your horse's uh, face, his neck, his front end, his ribs, and his hind end all lined up straight as an arrow, keeping it right in between your reins, right in between your legs, and just practice riding some straight lines. Look off out in the distance, fixate on an object, and walk your horse, trot your horse, lope your horse, whatever, all the way to that object, come to a complete stop, turn your horse 80 degrees, 90 degrees, three, you know, whatever, pick another object on the other side of the pasture, and then ride your horse to that object. And as you do this, what you'll find is, is he starts to kind of realize, oh, I'm going to be going straight for a while. And you're kind of, you know, being clear that you want him to walk, you know, Hey dude, kind of go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. You will find that as you do that a little bit, he will start to stand up straight and then he will kind of start to follow a good line to where it's like you painted a straight line right out in front of him and he just gets right on it and he just follows the straight line. Now, when he starts feeling like that, then yeah, you can maybe go to one-handed riding and uh, see now you've taught him to be in neutral. Now he's kind of learned, oh, this is what it feels like when they don't want me to go left and they don't want me to go right. Uh, and what's really cool about this is when you work on doing straight lines, your horse actually gets better at turning left and right because now the horse knows he has a concept of what in the middle means. That way, when you come out of the middle or when you come out of neutral, for example, when you pick up your left rein and pull it a little bit or kick with your right leg or whatever, it's more apparent to that horse, oh, I need to be trying to do whatever I can to put my rider back in a neutral state. And the simple version of that is when the horse starts to make that left turn that you just asked for, you start to ease out and get lighter so he knows he did it right. So it's a flow, you know. Uh, practice riding in some, uh, like a S-turn snake trail kind of thing as you walk. And practice, feel as you make these S-turns, practice feeling the horse, the horse's feet move underneath you. It should be to where when you pick up the right rein, the nose tips to the right a little, the neck bends just a little, not much at all, but just a little to the right, just enough to see the corner of his right eye is the saying. And then 
you feel the feet just kind of start to follow the nose. And as he starts to make the right turn, you kind of come back to neutral. And then you start to open up the left side, meaning you open up bringing the left hand away from his neck, not pulling back, but pulling outward with that left rein because you don't want to impede his forward motion, right? We need to learn how to, you know, alter these horses the way they travel and turn them and all that without hindering their forward motion. And the way you do that is good rein management. So uh, I hope that helps you out. And more than likely, if you can just spend a few sessions playing with some of these things, you will find that your horse all of a sudden just starts getting really good at standing up to where the hips and the shoulders feel real level. The saddle feels level, like, a you know, as level as a good built table. And you point him at an object and he just kind of fixates on it and he just goes to it. This is also a great way to ride a horse that has trouble paying attention or always getting really easily distracted. You know, it's all kind of the same stuff. This is like the way you ride a colt for the first 30 rides 101, right? So uh and we also we also have uh you know, if you guys uh want visuals on this, you can uh you can go to buckroocrew.com and you know there's all kind of videos in there about rain management and uh learning to coordinate your reins with your legs and your hands and your seat and all that good stuff. All right, so uh hope that helps everybody out and you guys have a good day or night depending on when you're listening to this and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast. Real simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 